everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm speaking with Eddie Martinez, actor in USA's The Sinner today. He plays Vic Soto. Uh, Hey, Eddie. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm really excited to talk with you. Oh, well, I hope we uh, meet all your expectations. I think that we will. I think uh, that season three builds on the foundation of both season one and and from watching uh, the first two episodes, they uh, definitely exceeded my expectations from everything that I read. And I loved all the scripts, so... <laughs> cool. Um, well, my very first question for you is actually going to be, how did you get started acting? Was this something you always wanted to do? No, not at all. Not at all. I, uh, I was going to criminal justice college to go uh, be a lawyer. And then I auditioned for the school play for extra credit for a class. And then the director happened to give me the lead role in the play. And next thing you know, screwed up all my plans, changed school, changed majors. That's really cool. How did your parents take that? Oh, they didn't like it at all. My mom <laughs> was, uh, my mom and uh, my sister, who's much older than me, she's kind of, she's basically like my second mom. Uh, they weren't happy about it at all. They were like, that's a hobby. That shouldn't be your job. <laughs> that sounds real familiar to me. Um, I actually, I was also going to go to law school and decided to not do that. Um. <laughs> oh, look at that. See, the law, law, the law is missing some good lawyers. <laughs> 100%. Were you able to bring any of that uh, kind of like criminal justice mindedness into, uh, into your role in the center? Oh, I was going to say into my acting career, I was Probably, yeah, because in the beginning, all I played was criminals, so <laughs> I think the criminal justice, well, I'm trying to be funny. Uh, I, I thought that was yeah, funny, because yeah. I have my next questions about that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I think so, yeah. Um, um, I, I'm a big Soto in the show. He's a, a former Marine, a, a new rising star detective in the Dorchester Police Department, uh, and uh, I happen to also be a former Marine, um, oh, so yeah. I think being in the Marines informed uh, of how I prepare just in general for roles. Uh, but being from New York, which Vic Soto was from, and, you know, having him be a, a ex-military guy, you know, it was, was kind of easy to dig into the into uh, his backstory. With that being such an easy fit for you, kind of rolling into it, what kind of preparation differs for, I guess, a good guy, you know, quotation marks, and a bad guy, quotation marks? Because um, I know you just mentioned that you've played a lot of criminals so far. Well, the preparation is the same. It's just the research is always different for each part. Um, but I always like uh, how I prepared for the quote-unquote bad guys, like you said, is the same way that I prepared for this role, um, which I always do a lot of research and I try to build like a life as real as possible for this character, like if it was a real person. And um, and then I write it all down detail by detail as much as I can, all the way up to the point where I get to the script. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did, uh, that's exactly what I did for this role. I just set up a, like almost like a fake history or a life for Vic Soto, uh, all the way till he gets to uh, the Dorchester Police Department and meets uh, Detective Ambrose. That's really cool. Are there any parts of that that really kind of that you're really proud of, kind of crafting that that life that you think really inform um, or that can help inform viewers more as they kind of watch you on the show? Well, I mean, I think the cool part, which happened definitely in this in, in, in this project, was uh, 
I usually do that for myself. I don't, um, I don't share everything that I write down with, oh, yeah. uh, with, with the directors. But um, uh, in this case, the, the showrunner, Derek Simon, uh, we, we, we were speaking in his office, and I mentioned that and he wanted to read it. And I gave it to him, and, yeah, and we were on the same page. You know, we, we, we kind of came to, the, to agreement of, 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 you know, of how we wanted Big Soto off of, of, of the backstory that, that I wrote. That's really um, cool. So that was that was good that we were that we were on the same page uh, regarding that, and I was on the same track. And then uh, I guess the second part, and forgive me if I'm not answering the, the question, but the other thing that I liked was is that um, I always feel like if, if I prepare, if I do all my job, if I put it out there and just you know have those thoughts in my head and, and yeah. having that history in my head, it's easier for me that once I get on set to just let go and just. Know, and whatever's gonna happen, happen. Let whatever's gonna happen, happen. Yeah. If I did my homework right, if I did all the, the work, if I feel like if I did all my work right, then then it'll show up. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I can't even imagine how it how it is to jump into the life of a new of, of a new person essentially to act. So it makes sense that having that that background would really help in that process. Um, what really drew you to well, the? I tell you, I think that it's fun. Yeah? It's like work, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a little bit draining towards the end when you're, like, I guess, constantly thinking someone else's thoughts. Yeah. But that someone else is still, is still like, a pattern that I have in me. So. Yeah. But it's a little, especially not in this role, because, I, it's, like you said, I, I, I'm playing uh, opposite of what I usually play in, a, a good guy. But when you play bad guys or, or you know, someone who's, um, who's always going to dark places, uh, it gets a little bit draining towards the end. Yeah. Right? But in this case, it was fun all along. That's really Every cool. So, do you have a favorite character that you've played so far? Is Vic Soto that? No, I think Vic Soto. Vic Soto. I mean, there was a, a film that I did a couple of years ago where I got to play a vice president of a South American country called. Um, it's, a, it's a film called Bel Canto with Julianne Moore and Ken Watanabe. Yeah. And so that one, I'm pretty. That one I was pretty, you know, happy about too, because again I was playing uh, a vice president. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, big, big Soto. I was, I was stoked about this when I got hired. I told Derek, I'm just happy I'm not playing a drug dealer and I get to speak English. Yeah. I mean, on that too, do you feel like a lot because, I mean, because I'm Latina myself, like I'm, I'm Mexican-American, so like I kind of like when I see Latinos in media, automatically like we're all, a lot of the times we're always typecast that way, right? Like how has that, like, do you feel like that's what's happened to you a little bit or, you know, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the experience from your side? Because I, I just get to consume the media. I don't actually have to live making it. Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely think that, uh, I mean, definitely uh, people of color, minorities get typecast into a certain type of role, but also everyone, just actors in general, especially yeah. in the beginning, you get typecasted because people only think that, only think you can do what they've seen you do before. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of get pigeonholed in these sort of type of roles. Um, but uh, uh, for, for me, yes. So in the beginning, starting out, you just want a job. I just, you know, I just want to work in whatever. So whether yeah. I'm staying online or playing a gangbanger or a drug dealer, whatever, I just want, I, I just want the job. After you do that over and over and over, it does get a little like, well, come on, I, you know, I want to do something else. Um, and as I, as I got older, you know, it became less about me and more about 
well, you know, the people that look like me are also, you know, more than just drug dealers and gangbangers. Like, yeah. we're also lawyers and, and reporters, like you, journalists. Yeah. So it's like, I, I want to be part of those stories as well. Um, and, but I think things are changing. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or because uh, things in, in the business are changing now, but I, I have gotten out for different types of roles recently and, and, and the stories, the stories like are are written more authentic or more uh, like even the even like the, the, the gangbanger roles that I've yeah. played in the last few years that they've been fully fully complete human beings, you know, like yeah. they've, they've, I've been part of good stories, which is what I'm proud of. That's amazing. Are, do you have any, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a very specific role, but do you have any people that you want to play in the future? Like, is there like an ideal role that you want for yourself, you know, in, in, in your future of acting? I mean, I don't know if there's a specific role, but there's a there's a, a, a new project that I would love to be part of. And there's a, definitely a whole bunch of filmmakers and directors that I, that I would love to work with. But I know through the grapevine, I, I, I read somewhere that they're doing a, Netflix is doing a, a TV series on on a famous Colombian uh, writer. Oh, uh, Garcia. yes. And, and so if you know, yeah. So I would love to be part of that story. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm Colombian. I was born in Colombia, and so I, I always kind of have sort of like a a thorn on the, on the side or, or a chip on my shoulder when always people assume that Colombians or everything is about you know coke and, and mm-hmm. drugs. And so I wanna. I want to tell I want to tell stories about Colombia that has nothing to do with violence or, yeah. or you know or, or narcotics. So Gael Garcia, he's a you know he's a famous novelist from Colombia, and mm-hmm. if they're telling the story, I would you know that's one of the stories that I would love to be a part of. Yeah, no, I that that would be amazing, and and for me, I mean, from the from the reception side, getting to see more of uh, more of the stories out there that don't just have us as narcos, right? Like that is that's kind of like the goal, and and so to hear you like or to to know that people like you are out there, like you know, pushing to get to get get us in those spaces and stuff like that, and like. It, it would be really cool to see you in that, <laughs> honestly, and to see. Cause... Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think if things are changing, are, and there are a lot of good writers and filmmakers, uh, not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera. Yeah. And I think, I think it's going to be seen. I don't know if you've heard of this show called Vida on Stars. Yes, I love Vida. Oh, yeah. And there's, oh, great, cool. I'll tell, I'll tell my friends there. Um, and there's this new upcoming show on Netflix. Yes, I actually i i i just reviewed that because I, I got the previews for it. Um, it's oh nice! You got to see the first two episodes. Yeah, part of the, the web series of, of Entify. Oh, that's amazing! Oh yeah, well the web yes the web series were really funny. They were really yeah well told stories. So so yeah, so I'm stoked about that. Now it's on Netflix, or it's going to be on Netflix, and you know, and, it's, and there's a lot of good you know buzz around it. So yeah, so I wish. And that's actually one of the things that I was really sad about because I, I remembered when Hentified got mentioned at when it was at Sundance and I never got the chance to go and watch the original web series. So when it when I saw that it got picked up for Netflix, I was like, oh, wow. Um, how, was, uh, how, how was your role in that web series, if you don't mind me asking? Move a little bit away from the center. Oh, it was I, so <laughs> much fun. It was cool. I played one of the mariachi guys. This, this, uh, sort of, there was this sort of episode about these... Uh, this trio of, of mariachi players, yeah, who, uh, who are who 
decide to start uh, singing uh, uh, pop tunes in, in ranchera version so they can make more money. So we were singing like, uh, what was it, uh, Backstreet Boys. We were singing like a song from the Backstreet Boys. And, and it was hilarious. I mean, when we were shooting it, I was a little like, ooh, I don't know if this is going to work or not. But then when I saw it, um, yeah. when, when they screened the, the episode, it was hilarious. So, That's um, so cool. I was proud of that one. But yeah, it was funny. That's really, really cool. Um, but I, I think you're right. I, I think you're. I think you're right, Eddie. I think things are changing, and it's it's really awesome to see things changing. Um, it means a lot, right? Like to see us oh, as, finally, as different right? things. Finally, <laughs> yes, exactly. And and I think too. Hollywood is noticing that we are here. That we've been here. Exactly. And I, I think seeing and and kind of circling around to see you, you know, as Vic Soto, as as a cop as opposed to the person on the other end like that's i think that that's also really powerful too um what what really drew you to your role in that series well i was already a fan of the show from like like you my yeah. wife and i binge watched season one in one night I was <laughs> of the show um and then i just auditioned for it when i when i got the audition for it i was, I was just stoked about it and then when the offer came in i was i was in heaven because i was like all right i get finally get to part of a really good project where I don't get to be, you know, where I'm not the drug dealer, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then when I saw the cast that I was going to end up working with, it was just, that was like the cherry on top. So what is, you know, what are you most excited for viewers to take away from, uh, from, from season three or, and from your character in general? Well, uh, season three, like I was saying before, kind of builds on that whole foundation of, of, of the show, which, I mean, if you, you've watched the show, so you know that kind of like the, the theme of the show departs from the traditional whodunit. Yeah. And, and, it, and it delves more into the why. And, and this season, it just goes along right, right along with that into kind of like the psychological or, or philosophical reasons why a normal, a seemingly normal person would be driven to commit a crime or, or, or be pushed to the edge. Yeah. So uh, that's what this this storyline kind of is, is about, about this guy who's, who's questioning his morality and is going through some dark places, which pulls also Detective Ambrose to that place. Mm-hmm. And just the ride, like uh, reading the episodes, the, the episode that I'm most excited about watching is the last one, the eighth, uh, in the eighth, the eighth yeah. episode, because when everything... When everything ties up, I was I was surprised when I saw it, and I thought it was, when I read it, and I was really like I was really excited about it. Yeah. And so now, just like just like how I was excited watching the first two episodes, I can't wait to see the, the last episode. I think uh, it, it, I think it ties everything up pretty good. And uh, and what and what can people ex- expect from Big Soto is that it's not the obviously it's not the Big Soto story. Everything is about Detective Ambrose and yeah. Jamie Burns, which is the character that that Matt Bomer plays. Um, but but Vic Soto is kind of like I think complements uh, Detective Ambrose, uh, Bill Pullman's character very well. He's someone who he's a former Marine who's been to Afghanistan in two tours, so he's someone that has, that has been through hell and back. Someone who's you know who's been to the edge and and has seen some stuff. So he's kind of like the person, the, the steady voice for the Dorchester Police Department. He's kind of the guy that has his yeah. life put together, uh, you know, and and is able to uh, uh, assist uh, Detective Ambrose in. in in, in a small but yet very important intricate way that's awesome cool well um what's next after this what what projects do you have in the pipeline that you can talk about 
about. Uh, one, because I'm superstitious and I don't like saying it until the ink. Yeah. The other one, that, um, I, they made me sign an NDA, so I can't talk about that one. And there is a movie that uh, I filmed last year that I think is starting to get its distribution and it's starting to make the rounds. It's called uh, Unconformity. It just They just renamed it to Unconformity. I don't know uh, what festivals or where, or where it's going to go, but that okay. is the next thing where I could be seen. Unless you watch Amazon Prime, there's a few films in Amazon Prime that I'm there. And there are a few a few things in the pipeline for, you know, for, for early spring that are, that, you know, that I'm, I'm going to be working on. Awesome. Well, if, uh, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out of your day to, to come and talk with me. If people want to follow you, you know, keep up with what you're doing, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, yes, on uh, Instagram, um, Eddie Martinez 11, the number 11. 